0: everybody welcome back to we dig tennessee uh thank you guys for listening uh, i'm your host matt mingus and uh as, as you guys have heard over the past couple of weeks on every friday uh through for the month of october we're doing a special episode uh to not replace the excavator safety day that we did last year but just as another means of getting that message out there since we can't do it in person together this year with uh covid going on uh and so, this week we're going to be talking about a little bit of, uh, of electric safety, working around electric, high power electric lines, whether they're overhead or underground. Uh, and to do that, we've got a guest from uh, Middle Tennessee Electric, Mr. Mark Locke. Mark, how are you, man?
1: Hey, Matt. Good afternoon. I'm doing fabulous, man. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm doing great, buddy. I just really appreciate you joining us today.
1: Well, it's, a, it's an honor to be here.
0: Well, Mark, I always like to kick these off just by finding out a little bit about the about our guests. So if you don't mind, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, how you got into the industry.
1: Perfect. Uh, well, my name is Mark Locke. I grew up, I was raised and born. I actually, you know, I was raised, I was born and raised. I'll get that right here in just a second. I was uh, born and raised in Williamson County. I've been in this county all my life. I am 51 years old. I have worked with middle Tennessee electric going on 25 years of service. Um, I worked construction, uh, for, for my father with his construction business. And that's where I kind of grew up knowing some of the older linemen and foremen, uh, when he used to go out and dig up underground utilities or underground cable when it went bad. And so when I was a teenager, actually not earlier than a teenager, about eight or nine years old, he used to drag me out with him And, uh, I think the uh, back then middle Tennessee electric just started installing underground cable, primary cable. And, you know, as with anything, there's always a learning curve. And um, basically some of when this underground went bad, they would call him. They gave, it was so long ago that they gave him a pager. <laughs> yeah. So basically when the page would go off, we'd get excited as kids. And, you know, my brother, my older brother and I would asked dad if we could go with him and, He'd only take one or uh, one of us at a time. So we used to go out with him and that's where I met the older foreman and the older lineman watching my dad dig up this underground cable. And uh, eventually as I grew, grew older, I got married and became a superintendent for uh, Heartland Construction. I used to build radio shacks inside malls. And, and uh, after that, I worked for, a con, um, I guess, a sales rep for a construction tool supply company. Then one day I was in a restaurant eating dinner with my wife, and uh, I met a lineman that I knew as a as a child. And uh, he said that Middle Tennessee Electric was hiring, so I jumped at the opportunity. I got on, and I've been there ever since.
0: Wow, that is awesome! That's I started long time there.
1: I started my career at Middle Tennessee Electric back in 1997. I was 27 years old.
0: Goodness. Okay. Well, good man. That's awesome. It, It. it's great to get an opportunity to talk with guys that have that kind of experience in our industry. You've always, always learned so much from, from folks that have that kind of experience. So, so that's awesome. Um, well, all right. So let, let, let's just jump right into uh, the reason we're talking today, and that's uh, working around ele- high-power electric and whether it be overhead or underground. And, and uh, so why is it such an important thing for you guys that contractors or excavators out there working around these things uh, do it safely?
1: You know, Matt, I'll tell you the biggest thing um, that I've realized as a lineman in this industry is that how many people do not look up or think when they put a shovel or an excavator in the ground. You know, I guess that old adage, if it's out of sight, it's out. If it's out of sight, then it's got to be out of mind. And the whole thing behind Middle Tennessee Electric doing the, um, the uh, Highline trailer, uh, demonstration trailer, is to bring awareness to the community. Um, I guess the biggest thing that, um, the biggest thing is we want to educate the public about the dangers and hazards that come along with electric service. Um, Basically, we've been doing the trailer for about two or three years now, and we've been doing it at fairs, um, but You know, I guess we, we, you know, the word got out and that on our website, you can call in and you can, I guess, well, COVID's really hurt us quite, (laughs) quite frankly. But what we do is, well, you you put in a, a submit a form to say, hey, uh, we want you to come out to our our event and we come out and we put on a demonstration. Um, Right now, our biggest thing is we, one of our, we go to the Tennessee Highway Patrol Training Center in Nashville to train young cadets about uh, about the hazards of uh, electric lines, and and I guess the big thing there is that you know nobody likes nobody likes car wrecks. Nobody wants to be in a car wreck. No, especially no one wants to drive up on one, but they do happen. Weather happens. Um, unfortunate things do happen. But God forbid if, if if a pole is ever broken and lines are hanging down on the road. And I've got a story that I'll tell you that we tell during the demonstration trailer that's so important that people need to realize, especially first responders. Uh, If I can go into that, Matt, would that be okay if I went into that?
0: Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, one of the things, there was a story told to me um, about, there was a lady that was involved in a car wreck and she broke a pole and, and some of the lines had come off the pole. But most people think if they're, if they're off the pole, they're de-energized. And when I say de-energized, that means they're dead. There, there's no current flowing through them or any electricity flowing through them. And that's usually because, you know, that's just a thing in our back of our minds. We're like, okay, if it's this low, it's got to it's be de-energized or it's got to be dead. But uh, this lady hit a, a, young lady hit a power pole and knocked the line down and it was hanging about head level. And this wasn't in our state, but this was out of state. And this has been passed down. And what happened was that she was trapped in her car and she was afraid to get out. But the first person to arrive on the scene was a police officer. As the police officer got there, the lady started screaming and panicking like, get me out, get me out. So the police officer, not realizing that the power line was de-energized, he was at head level, ran to this lady. And as he ran to this lady, he made contact and it, and there was a fatality right there. He he laid off in the ditch. And about just a few minutes later, the paramedics showed up and a female got out. And, uh, of course, the woman in the car was panicked saying, you know, the officer's down in the ditch. And she ran to assist the officer. And she, she hit the power line, too. And there's two fatalities. So, yeah, so that's that's something that strikes near the home. I, you know, nobody likes to think about those things, especially fatalities, you know, these people have families, they have loved ones. And, uh, so basically our awareness to, you know, to the Tennessee highway patrol or local law enforcement or fire department, the main thing from this is if this ever happens, don't assume that the, that the line is de-energized. If everything is in order, what we need you to do or the, the first responders is to call in and say, and and let, and call us, let us, you know, the main thing when we do these demonstrations, we tell the police officers, we're going to let you do your job because you know how to do your job. But when you, when you've got your work zone or accident zone, that's, that's hazardous. Let us get there and let us do our job before you do your job, no matter if that lady's panicking or whatever. And we have a, it is kind of hard to tell you basically, but, there's, there, there's a neat section of our demonstration that we show how to get out of a car if there's a power line laying on it energized without becoming energized yourself and how to escape that car. And you should see that on the video. Um, but, you know, the main takeaway from this is, is to if, if just a regular um, citizen was to roll up on a power line or a member uh, le- of electrical service pulls up and sees another person or a friend or a stranger in a car wreck, the best thing to do is to assess the situation, identify the power line, hey it's hanging down. And most people sometimes when you ask one out of ten, they don't they can't they can't distinguish between what's a power line and what's a telephone line. You know, so the main thing is if there's a doubt, then don't. And I, I think that's the most important thing is that make sure you call our, our number, our control center, and our, and we'll we have professionals there to to assess and to talk you through it and to get us dispatched. Usually, we're really good about our response time. Um, we we can get on site really quick. And I, I'd hate to I hate to say something and then be a liar, but I can tell you that uh, sometimes depending on how we're spread out, we can get to a, a scene in less than thirty minutes. So that's pretty good. So. So that was the main takeaway on that. Um, but that was the one the one story that brought to mind, especially what we do for the uh, demonstration for the safety trailer or the uh, highline trailer.
0: Yeah, and you guys brought that trailer out to our, uh, our excavator safety day last year, and it was really an impressive thing. And the guys that do that presentation do a fantastic job. And, man, I just – it it was kind of funny, but it but it also wasn't funny because they were displaying what could happen to a person if they were to, you know, touch something. But when he puts the hot dog on the thing and touches the, the live thing with it and it cooks it from the inside out, it, it it's kind of funny to watch him cook a hot dog like that. But it, it basically shows you what it could do if a person were to touch uh, electricity like that.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, you know, Matt, this. That's so crucial because sometimes when you have a visual to go with something, it kind of, it kind of rings home a little bit, you know, better than just telling somebody about it when they can actually see what had happened And the hot dog is the closest thing to human flesh that we can get to, to assimilate that. And that's usually one of the, you know, I hate to say crowd favorites, but that's the one that gets a lot of hands start to raise. It gets a lot of people, you know, leaning in to see what's going on. Um, but, you know, I think that I, The first thing that the demonstration we do on our trailer is, is a, well, actually the most important thing is some people there's, you'd be surprised how many people do not know how they're served their electricity, whether overhead or underground. All right. So during the demonstration, we kind of bring awareness to that. You know, it's obvious if you, if you see the wires going across your yard up in the air going to the side of your house, around your, uh, basically on your roof line or next to your gutters. There's an entrance right there that our power line attaches to. All right. And then, you know, we show them the little green box, which is a transformer. We call it green box, but it's a transformer and it sits out on the lot line, especially, you you know, predominantly right now, you know, nobody likes those overhead lines, man. You know, they're ugly. Uh, People just don't like them. So, you know, the need for underground is, is exploding uh, for to have underground utilities And once again I'll get into that a little bit more but you know when it's out of sight it's out of mind. But anyway, going back to an overhead service you know when Middle Tennessee Electric comes out installs your overhead service for the first time uh, we make there's three it's called triplex it's called aluminum triplex and there's different sizes but I won't get into that but we we pull the size that that's that's required for your house and usually the electrician will leave three wires exposed outside the weather head, and that's called a pigtail for us to, to latch onto. Once we make our, our, our point of attachment, then we skin our wire back, and there's two coated wires on that triplex, and each one of those coated wires gives you 120 volts into your house. So you've got two black coated wires, And then you've got a a uncoated wire that's called the neutral. The two black coated wires are your voltage. So you've got one leg that's 120 and the other leg is 120 for 240, which makes up the voltage in your house. Now we match that to the pigtail coming out of the weatherhead, as I mentioned previously. And then as we make those connections, we, we, you know, they're bare, you know, they're not insulated. So we tape those insulation that those sleeves with a uh, insulative tape. But unfortunately, you know, usually when we leave there, it's good to go. And but over time, weather, UV light, hot, cold will make that tape deteriorate over time. And then next thing you know, you've got an exposed connection there. And where I'm going with this, Matt, is that. This has been an eye opener for a lot of people because they clean out their gutters or a kid will throw a ball or a Frisbee or being mischievous, throw anything on the roof because they want to hide something from their brother or sister. And the dad's usually one that has to go get it. But anyway, when you when you slam a ladder or put up, not slam a ladder, but when you place the ladder on the side of the house and you climb up, the best place to, for a handhold is right there on that weatherhead. Mm-hmm. And. If you're, if you're, most people don't know, I've seen a lot of people just used regular aluminum ladders to climb up on the side of a house, which is, is basically a huge lightning rod. Yeah. And, you know, electricians use insulated ladders and they're a little bit more expensive. They're more heavy duty, but that's what you really need to do when you climb up next on your house because you don't know if the gutter is energized or what's going on. And that's a little bit more, uh, I think that's a little bit more, Uh, advanced, but I've never seen that kind of happen for gutters to get energized, but they can. But if you have an insulated ladder, then it makes it a lot safer. But anyway, going back to what happens when you, when you go back to reach up there and you don't know to look at those connections and see that they're bare, you can brush up against those things. And, you know, Matt, a lot of people think that, you know, our our primary voltage out on our main lines is, our our distribution voltage is 24, it's about 24,940 volts. Phase to phase, that's 24,9 is what we call it. But phase to ground is 14,400 volts. All right. Now, most people think, oh my gosh, that's really dangerous. But more people are injured off the voltage out of a light socket in their homes than they are from high power electrical lines, believe it or not and the reason why is that it only takes a, it only takes a half a milliamp to stop your heart from beating depending on the path that it takes and if you're if you're grabbing a aluminum ladder and you reach up there for your last step to get up on the roof and you place your left hand or your right hand depending on how you have the ladder and you touch that power line or you you brush up your arm against it. It doesn't matter if you've got clothes on, it's going to track and if you touch it and you've got your other hand on the aluminum part of the house, on the gutter, that electrical that 120 or possibly 240 on how you touch those sleeves can travel through your left hand all the way to your right hand or depending where the, like I said, where the ladder was placed, It could, you could touch it with your right hand and it'll travel to your left hand. And if you think about it from left hand, to left hand goes where right across your chest. Mm -hmm. So basically it only takes a half a million to stop your heart. And then another thing is if you're up there or if you brush up against it and you see sparks, you're going to get startled and then you're going to fall off the ladder. You know, people can die from less, um, from a six foot fall, you know? Oh yeah. So basically we... The main thing behind there is that we want people to look up at their connections you know and that's that's huge when we draw sparks it usually gets the people like they, they pull their cameras out and they start taking pictures because we'll we'll sit there or take video and we'll sit there and go through it so they can get a video because we want them to show it you know and and hopefully they get us going explaining why we're doing this this part of the demonstration to show people their weather head and how important it is especially for kids or you know they could be cutting their yard And they they could have an uncle or a cousin or a friend that has an, you know, they could be underground. This should not involve them. But since they see it, they they may know somebody that's got an overhead service. And then they'll go to their house and say, hey, look, have you checked your overhead connections? Oh, man, Uh, let's go check them. And the next thing you know, if they've been there for five or six years, that connection is deteriorating. You know, the tape around it, the insulation property of it. So basically, you know, that just brings awareness for it to get passed on if that makes sense.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, and that, that that's something that I don't think I've ever thought about climbing the ladder to clean my gutter. So I'm glad I, I learned something today. That
1: Well, that's the whole point right there.
0: Yeah. That, that's awesome. All right. So the, another thing I noticed on the safety trailer, I thought was really cool, uh, was they talked about, especially for guys in, in our industry being excavators and, and utility construction guys, uh, was how to get off of a machine. If you come in contact with, uh, with, with an electric line. And because if you make the wrong step, then you basically make yourself the ground for the electric.
1: Yes, sir. And, you know, basically, you know, not to make it easy as I can. If you, you know, everybody has seen a bird on a wire. And they, you know, birds land on our power lines all the time. And people ask, how on earth can these birds land on our lines and not get electrocuted? Well, here's the answer those birds do not have a direct path to ground. They are the same potential as that wire. When they land on that wire, there's no path to ground. Electricity is always trying to find its way to ground. And basically, when that bird lands up there, those feathers are gonna be really, really, really fluffy at 14,400 volts, you know, it's gonna be feeling good. It's like a massage for those birds. (laughs) But if, you know, 90% of our outages are due to right away or birds and squirrels. They get up on our power, they get up on our poles, they get up around our transformers and they start crawling around and they can stay on a, on a, on a wire feeding our transformer. But as soon as he touch that case and they've got one hand or one paw or one wing on energized part and their wing touches or their paw touches something that's, a different potential like a wood part of the pole or the case ground or the case of a transformer. That's a track that, you know, usually the case and the pole are grounded. That ground connection is established and then that's when the current flows and that's when the electrocution happens to those animals. So basically going back to your original question about on the excavator, when there's, I have rolled up or I've, I've come up on two scenes where I've seen a rock hole operator that drills you know for dynamite holes mm-hmm. and they have a they have a big mast and they don't look up, but they have absolutely ran that mast up into the line and for whatever reason that line has not operated out. There's a safety feature built into our lines and usually it'll operate. there's three big flashes, just like a you know, and then it'll just operate out. But sometimes under crazy conditions, that operator may have made contact and then it probably did or it moved just a little bit and didn't make great enough, good enough contact. And that line is touching the mast. And now the whole machine is absolutely energized. Well, what you have is there's a term called step potential. If you could take, you know, everybody has seen a dartboard with a bullseye in the middle, and then you've got different points as it radiates out in a circle. Well, think about that, that excavator. He's just got into the power line and he's sitting in the driver's seat. That's the bullseye. You following me so far, Matt? Yes, sir. All right. So basically now he's got to make it to the ground because usually depending on the type consistency or the consistency of the soil, you can have ground potential on the ground. You know, it basically it depends on what, what minerals and what kind of materials in that soil for that to conduct electricity? So basically, you know, if he was to step off the machine, if he could jump and clear the machine and keep his knees together, keep his legs as tight as they, he can together, and he was, if he's to jump off the machine and not touch the machine, now if he was to step off the machine using the machine as a handhold, then potentially as he steps off the machine on the ground, still making contact with the machine, there's a difference of potential there for current to flow. If he was to jump clear of the machine without touching the machine, he's jumping to a different potential. You follow me so far? There's no yeah. So once they're clear of the machine, usually the radius is about 30 feet. He can, depending on your age, for me, you know, I'm going to shuffle, keep your knees together and just, just shuffle your feet real close together because the closer you keep your feet together, and I'll explain this in a second, a little further, but you just shift or bunny hop until, until you can't feel any tingling or any sensation, and then usually about 30 feet, you're clear. All right, explaining the different of potential, say, for instance, the bullseye is worth 100 points the next ring is worth 75 points the next ring 50 points and the next ring 25 points the next ring you follow me yes sir so basically what you want to do if you step off that machine with one foot on the machine and one foot into the 75 ring that's a difference of 25 is it not so basically what you've got there, you've got 100 to 75, you've got a 25 difference. So you've got, let's put it to volts. That's a hundred, that's, that's, let's just run it up. It's, it's ne- never gonna be this high, but say there's 100,000 volts on that line and you step into the next ring and that ground, depending on the consistency now has, is energized at 75,000 volts. So when you step off the machine, you create just like a bird on a wire, that touches the case of the transformer or the pole, just like that person stepping, staying on the machine at hundred thousand volts and stepping off and touching the 75, there's a difference that's going to flow through him of 25,000 volts. You see that? Yes, sir. Now, if he was to jump straight off the machine and clear the machine, whatever zone he steps in, he's going to be like a bird on the wire right there. And the reason you keep your knees together, because if you separate them, if you don't know where the 75 ring is and the next 50 ring is, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. keep your feet close together as you shuffle or hop, you're going to be okay. But if you take a big stride with that foot, you have the potential of creating big potential between your steps, allowing current to flow.
0: Yep. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yeah. You step into the next ring. You, you're going to be making up that difference.
1: Exactly right. And and this is, this is crucial for people to understand. And I, and I think that it's been made clear, but you can really see it in our, in our demonstration video. Uh, it makes sense when you see, uh, I think Greg is the one that last did the, uh, the video, but when Greg goes over this, Greg Hales, his name, he's been doing this a long time. He's a, he's a great guy. He's got many years of experience. He's a, a foreman from the Lebanon district. Um, but uh, he goes over it quite thoroughly, and it, it makes sense once you see it.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it, when when they were doing that at the excavator safety day last year, I found that part to be just fascinating. And, and, and you know, he, he did. He made it very clear that when you jump off that machine, you jump clear of it. You do not – don't grab the handrail and try and step down or – Anything else? Because if, if you're you're still touching that machine and your foot makes contact with the ground, there's a good chance that that energy that's flowing straight through you to ground.
1: You know, Matt. Something else I want to I want to tag that real quick. Not only excavators, but dump trucks. Um, dump trucks they don't look up when they when they um, when they raise their beds up, and a lot of uh, construction companies have I've noticed quite a bit on big on big job sites. Have marked their wires with ribbon so people know it's there, because sometimes it's hard to focus on those lines, especially if it's a single phase line. It's hard to see above your head. Um, now, when you have three big wire up there, it's, you know you, it's obvious to see it up there. But sometimes, if you don't look up, you forget it's there. It's kind of like like I said earlier, out of sight, out of mind. Um, you know, it's amazing how many. You know, sometimes in our in our rural parts of the county, you know, sometimes. Uh, people are hit our guy wires, uh, mowing their, their ditch line and break our guy wire and that our guy leads going up to our poles, which will change the tension between pole and pole. And when that happens, the power lines will sag. and tractors hauling hay, you know, where whether you know, where their booms up, you know, booms will get into power lines. Uh, the, uh, Combines will get into tractor-trailer trucks, trying to get into these fields because the guy wires has been broken and the tension between poles have changed. That's another thing that has gotten people in trouble because they just think everything's good and they pull up underneath there. So that's why it's important. If you ever see something, and I guess for your listeners, if they ever see something broke on our lines, give us a call so we can fix it because that could save a life or potential uh, eliminate a hazard right there basically. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So let me ask you this because I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit on you. Um, right. when you're talking about, uh, you know, if you encounter something, staying away from it. And, and one of the things that, that we've talked about, uh, in one of these podcasts was how to handle a natural gas line break. And one of the, and one of our best practices, I think it would be similar, uh, for, for you guys, a system is, you know, if you see it, get away from it, call the utility company, Call nine one one you know if nine f- shows up first, they take control of the scene, everybody stays away from it till the utility company gets on site and gets it under control, then we can go about uh, assessing whatever else needs to be done
1: Matt, you're exactly right, and the whole entire the whole entire message and the whole entire um goal behind this is to protect the public because usually the utility people are trained for the hazard. you know what I'm saying mm hmm
0: absolutely it's
1: about it's about protecting the public but also too you know it's kind of good when you cross train a little bit you kind of become familiar and your awareness becomes more about what the other trade does so you can know when to step in and when not to step in so you're exactly right
0: yeah and that and that's one of the things that, that we like to emphasize when, when we're talking to people especially when it comes to electric and gas to call 9 because they're trained to show up and take control of the scene until a utility person gets on site. Most of the time, and then your story with that was tragic, but most of the time they're not going to do that. They're going to make sure that the public stays clear and stay safe until you guys get there to de-energize that line or get the repair done or, or fix it. They're, they're going to make it safe so that you guys can get in there and get your job done.
1: Exactly, Matt, And I can attest to that. You know, even though I told that story earlier, that is the worst case scenario, of course. But here in Williamson County, um, usually the times I've been on call and there's been a car wreck or there's been a storm uh, that's knocked down some trees and our power lines are laying across somebody's driveway or across a neighborhood drive in one of these overhead subdivisions, you know, the police officers will not do anything until we're on site. And they know that because they've been trained. And that's, and that's, and they, like you said, they show up, call 911 first. That's the best thing they can do. Just call nine 9- because that way you get everybody involved, and uh, you know, and if you can save one life, you've done a job. You've done your job, and that's so important for people to understand that. You know, it's okay to call nine one one in these kind of cases because it could save a life.
0: Absolutely, and and if you got, and if you're not in Middle Tennessee Electric District and you don't know who to call, if you call nine one one, their operators and their people are going to know who to get in contact with. Uh, and so, Mark, who would be or what would be the best way to get that contact info should someone need that emergency number for your uh, for your utility company?
1: Middle Tennessee Electric has this app called Middle Tennessee Electric. It's my Middle Tennessee Electric. They have an app that you can put on your phone. You can uh, report power outages. You can pay your bill. You can uh, see how much longer your outage is going to be, what's going on, who's affected. And off this app, you know, everything has gone social media. If you know, if listeners want to download that app, that would be the best thing. Just go to Middleton City Electrics, uh, MTMC.com, and there should be some uh, some places there that you can click on to take you where you need to, where you can download this information.
0: Okay, that's perfect. Um, I'll add that info and a link to you guys' website in, in the show notes of this. So, if anybody's listening, if you want to go to their website and find the info to get the the phone number get 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 the app downloaded and hopefully here shortly we're going to have a link to uh the a video of the electric uh, demo trailer uh for you guys to click on too so we'll, we'll put all that in the show notes so if you're listening just scroll down to the show notes uh, open those up and all that info should will be right there for you um all right well mark uh i think i'm out of questions for you man you got any um any last words for us
1: yes i do um I, you know I usually, your, your industry are, are your big listeners, you know, your excavators and the people in construction, but sometimes there's somebody that can come across this, just out of curiosity. And if they can hear this, this is wonderful. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, overhead lines have become ugly. Nobody wants to see them because we have to trim trees to keep let, let you know, and nobody likes your, you know, the trees trimmed, but we have to do it. And it's, it's an essential thing to keep power on. And middle Tennessee electric has a, uh, a right program that we police on a regular basis that, you know, it's 40 foot. It's from center of the pole, 20 foot, one way, 20 foot the other way. And that's so that we can get electrical service back on in the quickest amount of time. And if, if we have a grown up um, right away, where there's tree limbs everywhere, there's brush everywhere, there's underbrush and it's not maintained, this is going to make us, a lot longer and it creates a hazard for the linemen trying to get the electric, you know, the, the, the trees, I mean, the uh, power lines back up. And like I said, 90% of our outages with birds, squirrels, limbs, trees on lines, knock or uh, create havoc. And that's why uh, Middle Tennessee Electric, we can't give you 100% power, you know, all the time. There's going to, we're going to try our best to make sure that we're doing our up on, upholding our end of the bargain to make sure that our right way is clean and maintained to keep all these hazards from taking our power line out because there's so many people that work from home. There's so many people, there's so many home businesses that cannot be out. And especially now you've got kids that are going to school and they have to have online access and we don't want the power going out, you know, but, yes, sir. but for the dads out there, that or families that want to dig a pool in the underground subdivision you know or, or plant a big tree in their front yard they have no idea how that power is running underground whether it be telephone cable um you know usually there's there's a there's a depth to what we can you know the electrical codes for us to be able to power uh, bury our power lines it's got to be four feet underground and you know and sometimes if you build a tree i mean a uh, uh, dig a hole for a tree and you haven't called you know call before you dig number uh and you go in there with a shovel and you've got your friend with a backhoe or excavator coming in there uh and i think uh landscape companies now are i think before you stick anything in the ground you've got to call and get everything located
0: yes yeah. sir it, it's a part of the tennessee uh it's a state law here in tennessee the You must call before any type of excavation that includes driving things into the ground. Yes. uh, Any 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 sort of excavation, shovel, backhoe, excavator, driving stakes.
1: Yes, sir. And Matt, and, and see, our industry understands that, but it's the people that not in our industry that are unaware of that. You know, and like I said, if you can get to one person and get the information out, they can tell the next person, and the next person, and the next person about the number to call for for when you before you dig or do anything.
0: Yes sir, it, it, it's, a, it's a simple call. All you got to do is dial 811. They're going to ask for a little information from you and they'll notify the utility companies to come out and mark and electric is one of the few that marks all the way up to the meter at the house if it's underground. So that's always nice cuz some of the uh, some of the other utilities stop at the stop at the the, the right away. They don't mark on the property. And
1: Matt, if I'm not mistaken, it is a free service. Is it? Yes, not? sir.
0: 100% free to the user.
1: That's awesome. Well, Matt, that's basically, that's all I've got. Um, uh, so if you got any, if you thought of anything else, I'll answer it. But if not, this has been, this has been an, a great opportunity and for you allowing me to, to do this with you. It's, uh, it's, it's been really enjoyable and it's been, it's been an honor. Uh,
0: yes, sir. This has been fantastic. And I don't have any more questions at the moment. I'm sure I'll think of one as soon as we're done though, but the, uh, maybe maybe we'll get you back some other time and get 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 you some more questions. But I mean, I I really appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. It's been a lot of great information and and we're, we're, you know, it has been a great partnership working with middle Tennessee electric and the other utilities that are partnering with us on these safety days and these podcasts that we're doing right now. So we really, really appreciate your time. Thanks Matt. All right guys, again, huge shout out to Mark for coming on and doing this with us. He has left the recording at this point and, uh, I, I just a ton of information delivered there. Such a knowledgeable guy at what he does. And so I really, really appreciate his time and Middle Tennessee Electric for partnering in this effort. Um, and again, guys, I want to thank all everybody who's partnering in the Excavator Safety Day podcasts, uh, Team Construction, Nuka of Middle Tennessee, Duke Energy, Tennessee 811, Middle Tennessee Electric, Town of Smyrna. Everybody's worked hard, put all this information together. So guys, please take these podcasts share them let's get this message out there and continue to you know further the understanding of safety in our industry and not just our industry but to the general public you know the it's our responsibility while we're out there working to keep the public safe and it's the public's responsibility out there to keep our guys safe so let's um let's share this to everybody that we can and uh, again guys thank you guys for listening uh you guys stay safe out there and keep digging tennessee